Okay, Parsha Seikov, it's good to be back with everybody. Mesiva Shalom, little Hasidus, little Slum Rebbe. Donnie and I went to Square for Shabbos together. We had a little good injection well, of Hasidus. I thought it worthwhile to do this piece since we do say this each and every day, multiple times a day. But the second paragraph of Shema appears in our Parsha in Ekev. This was a double language. Im Shamoa Tishmaud, Arachaim Akadosh. This is not the Islam Rebbe. The Arachaim Akadosh is a very beautiful interpretation. Why the. It sounds like a redundancy. Im Shamoa Tishmaud. So he says, Im Shamoa Tishmaud. If you're a listening person, then you'll hear the message. In other words, the prerequisite to being Tishmaud is to be a Shamoa. Their message is broadcast all around us. The question is, is our antenna up? Do we receive the frequency? You want to feel Hashem's presence in your life? You want to get the messages that. The world, that life, that the universe is broadcasting your way. You have to be a listener. Like you have to be a listener. There's so much noise in our world. I mean, it's all a separate conversation. But with all the noise clouding our world, it's hard to be a listener. So there's messages that we're missing all around us and all the time, because we're cluttered with so much noise and so much chaos and so much um, responsibility, and we're pulled in so many directions that we're not shamayas. But in shamayat tishmu, if you're shamaya, then you're tishmu. Then you're going to hear the message. Anyway, Uvasifri, the Medrash says, So what does it mean to serve Hashem b'chol levavchem? Which is also a funny word. It should say b'chol libchem, with your heart. Levavchem is your multiple hearts. Why multiple hearts? Gemara Baruchah says, Levavchem, multiple hearts, refers to the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah Tov. To serve Hashem, not only with your good inclination, but whatever the drive to pursue the negative if you can channel and reverse, if you can capture that drive, that ambition, that longing, that passion, that lust, whatever it is that leads you in the wrong direction, that can be directed in a positive sense. Bali Musr say, if you can identify whatever is your area of greatest weakness, whatever your area is of greatest uh, nisayon, wherever you're tested the most, that also will reveal to you the potential of the area for your greatest strength. So Bechol Levavachem is not Belibchem, not your one heart, your singular heart, but your multiple hearts. But anyway, the Medrash here says, "Kshem shavodas mizbeach kriya avoda, kach talmud kriya avoda, ule avdo b'chol levavchem." Serve Hashem with all of your heart, just like avodas mizbeach, just like service in the base on mikdash. Those learning the daf zvachim. This is all we're talking about. Just like that's called avoda, kach talmud kriya avoda. So to learning, davar acher laavdo zutfila, atomer zutfila, oeno el avoda talmud lomer b'chol levavchem, v'chiyesh lach avoda b'leiv, hamat talmud lomer avoda b'chol levavchem zutfila. So. We know this also Gemara. Avoda, work. If we talk about the word work, we think about work with our hands. Work is effort. Work is toil. Work is with our hands. Work we produce. I'm going to work. I have to work. I have a lot of work to do on my day off. Work, work, work. What is the work of the heart? It's an internal, emotional, pnimi work. So that's tefillah. It's called avoda for a reason. It's not easy. People say, I wish not have any fluids so easily for me. I get so distracted. I have trouble paying attention. It means that I don't really connect with the words. It's really difficult. Yeah, it's called avoda. It's called avoda for a reason. It takes a lot of work. It's not easy. It's not easy. So the Sifri is likening, saying, just like in the Beis HaMekdash, there was the avoda, identifying the carbon, bringing the kadun smicha, bringing the carbon shechita, alacha, all the different components of the carbon. So too, learning is called avoda. It's called work. And davening is called avodah. But Tzarek Bira says the Slanam of Divri Asifri, Shemafarshul Avdu B'chol Levavchem Le'inyan Talmud. What does Levavchem have to do with learning? Uchay Gavna Matzino Ur B'Kam Mekom Hashem Azkir Salev Ben Ogei Torah. We see several other places where we mention the heart 
in association with Torah, Kamo Birchas Avarabba, in our davening. Avinu Avarachaman, Vesein Bilibenu Bina Lahavin Laskil. We ask Hashem to place understanding where? In our heart. Where would you think to ask for understanding? Brain. In your head. I'm about to sit down and try to go through this difficult Sugin Zvachim. I may even venture into Rashin Taisvis. So Hashem, do me a favor. Give me Bina Lahavin Laskil. Give me wisdom, knowledge, the ability to discern. I want to be able to extrapolate and to analyze. And what is the vehicle, the organ I will need? Please plant it in there so that I can do this successfully. I would have thought it's the moach, the brain, but we don't say that. We say the same libenu, put it in my heart. Similarly, Hashem opens our heart for his Torah. Says what's all this emphasis on avodah is Talmud Torah? And same libenu, put in our heart. And yiftach libenu, open our heart. What do you mean learning is an intellectual exercise? It goes on in the brain, not the heart. And also, what is the parallel? What, what, what's the connection? The avodas HaMizbeach between the service of the altar, which is called an avoda, and Torah and Tefillah, which are also called an avoda. Okay, so let's see what the Salam Rebbe has to say. Which means you all know it, no? Everybody knows the Bach, says the Slanamer, making an assumption. The Tur in Archaim, in Simon Memzayim, the Bach, the base, Bayez Chadash, Rav Yol Sirks. Shekavonat Hashem Yisbarak, when he sees the Torah, he says, Uskim b'Torah, Kedesh etis atzeim nishmasenu, ba'atzmas kedushas mekor motzei ha-Torah. Why did Hashem give us a Torah? Got a lot going on. You got a lot of bills to pay. We got to get through the day. We got work to do. We got business. Our wife, our kids. What's with the Torah? Why did, why did Hashem give us the Torah? So the Bach there says, Hashem gave us the Torah because it is the greatest vehicle to connect us to Him, to be able to connect to the Source, and to be able to dictate and inform and inspire us with how to live our lives so that our entire essence, our body, our organs, our limbs, are a vehicle for spirituality. We know that there are 248 um, limbs that correspond with the positive commandments and 365 sinews that correspond with the negative commandments. And basically the essence of that is that our entire body should be a vehicle for service of Hashem. Our hands, our eyes, our ears, our sense of smell, hearing, talking, our legs take us, our hands occupy us. The Torah is telling us how to be mindful throughout our day with spirituality. That there's nothing that we're doing in our day, including going to work or exercising or shopping or tending to our garden. There's nothing that we're doing in our day which is divided or apart from the pursuit of connecting to Hashem. That if a person is informed and inspired learning Torah and living Torah, then it creates a sense of consciousness and mindfulness that everything throughout our day is connected back to the source. And if a person is occupied with Torah, with this kavana, they are a mer kavana, they're a vehicle, and a heichel to the shechina, they're a dwelling place for Hashem to dwell. That, where does Hashem express Himself in this world? There are outstanding <coughs> stories of heroes, of amazing people, of generous and kind people, of people who go above and beyond. That's Hashem in this world. We, when we channel the chelak aloka mimaal mamish, when we channel the godliness that's within us, to make us, to refine us into better people. That means to be dignified, to have integrity, to be honest, 
It means to be disciplined. It means to be on time. It means to live all the values of Torah, to be generous, to be sensitive, to have empathy. When we channel that, when we live those values of Torah, we become the expression of Hashem in this world. You want to look for an angel where people say, if only Hashem revealed himself to me? He does through the goodness that's Elam Elohim in other people. We spoke about this last Shabbos when we talked about Rashi, about uh, those who mocked and scorned and were cynical about Moshe are called apikorsim. When you doubt the Tzalem Elohim in another, you're an apikoros. Belief in Hashem is not just belief in the deity Hashem. Belief in Hashem is the belief that Hashem expresses Himself through His creation, through our other children. The Torah is the way, the path, that a Jew clings to Hashem. Without it, how do you do it? Without Torah, how would you know what really is making you cling to Hashem? What does Hashem want? And I, I raise this not, not to get lost in, in politics, but just as an example, that one has to believe, at least there are among both sides, if not deserving to believe this about all of both sides, but among both conservatives and progressives, among Republicans and Democrats, on the economy, everyone wants to help the little guy. The debate is, what's the best way to do it? How do you know who's right? There is no objective authority telling us who's right, which is why it's a debate that's raged on since the founding of this great country and will rage on forever. And so even when well-intentioned people who have noble goals, it's hard to identify what is correct what's true, what's accurate. So how do we do it? Because we've been given the greatest gift ever. We have the Torah. And the Torah says, whether it's issues of morality or ethics, immigration economy even, although one has to find it within the Torah, and you have to discuss, you have healthy debate within Torah too. But the Torah is that, that sacred, objective authority that's telling us, don't listen to the whims of man, don't debate it among yourselves, don't have it be something which is the result of subjective debate. But there's a Kodesh Baruch Hu telling us what's right, what's wrong. Chazanish writes this in his Emun and Bitachon. Not in the chapter Emun and Bitachon, but in another chapter the Chazanish has there about why learn Torah. And he says exactly that. How are you connecting to Hashem when you learn Shor Shanagah The ox scores the cow. Or Shnai Moks and Batalas. Two people walk into this office, they're both holding onto a talus, and each one says it's theirs. So how do you know what's the moral thing to do? They come to you, any of us. And they say, you decide, whatever you decide, we'll abide by. Our binding arbitration, we're appointing you. How do you know what's right? Are you going to go with your boich? Are you going to go with what feels right, what seems right? So the Torah says, the Chazanish, we're connecting. You should learn, it's said about Rav Kook, that Rav Kook used to say, and there's a, what do you do? That even when you're learning what the halacha is in the most seeming mundane parts of Torah, it's the will of Hashem. And he's telling us how to connect all of our organs and limbs. The soul of a tzaddik is cloaked in Hashem's word. If you had the opportunity to discover the diary of your great-great-grandfather you never met, and in there he talks about his values. He talks about his rituals and his hobbies and his customs and how he used to do things. You would cling to every word of it. You would decipher every word of it. And he has another piece in here, the Sloan in this week's parasha, about Dveikas, defining what is Dveikas. 
the mitzvah of Ladav Kabo repeated so many times. But he says, how do you cling to HaKadosh Baruch? How do you stick with him? Well, you have to know what makes him tick. You have to know his Torah. You have to know his Torah. If I say, David Kay, I want to learn microsurgery on the inner ear of, of pediatric children. It's such a fascinating topic. Tell me everything you know. Can I watch you in surgery? Can I, can I wear those funny-looking scrubs that you wear? Can I imitate you? Can I walk in your pet? Can I do everything you do? So I'm clinging to you. You will feel my connection to you, and I feel I'm clinging to you, simply by wanting to learn, understand, be exposed to, emulate, and so on. And the same is true, Kaviyachal, with Hashem. So He gave us the Torah as that vehicle to live moral and ethical lives, not ones which are subject to debate or subjectivity, but where we're objectively doing what the creator of the world, the master of the universe wants. But it's also the vehicle to cling to him. How do you cling to him? How do you connect with your great-grandfather you never met? Well, if he says, here was the way I cut the challah, here's how I made Kiddush, here was my minak and shul, here's where I this, here's where I that. I've seen a lot of people later in life who, um, particularly second generation of Holocaust survivors, whose fathers in Europe were chassidish, more chassidisha, who will put on a gart later in life. I don't know if you've seen I've seen it. I, I think it's, their father's gone, they want to connect to him, so even though the Gartel didn't speak to them their whole lives, probably the opposite of it, um, but now, how do they want to connect to someone they have no contact with? They start to, they start to pick up, all of a sudden, they start to pick up some of those minhagim. They start to follow some of those things. So one has to realize, this is what the Slumber says, is, Everything we're doing, even with our hands and our feet and our eyes and our mouth and our brain, is all there. Why? To create a reality and a result. Where? In our heart. In our heart. Now again, this is part of, and I want to regurgitate the ongoing machlokas, Rabbi Weinberger, Rabbi Shafrin, the Grah, the Bashem. We've talked about this a little bit near. But this is part of that machlokas. For the Nefesh HaChaim, for Nechaim Voloshner, for Tamidei HaGrah, Talmud Torah is what it's all about. It's all about the brain. What, what makes us Tzalem Elohim is in the brain. Right? Our capacity for intellect, our, our intelligence, is what makes us like Hashem, our rational thinking. And so where is the place of Dveikos is the brain. But for the Salam Rebbe here, for Chasidim, the place of Dveikos is The reason you're learning is that you walk out of that morning Seder and you say, wow, that's a Kodesh Baruch as well. That when a guy bangs into my car, when, the, when he's cart at the supermarket puts a ding in the door of my car, oh, this was a Kodesh Baruch as well. I feel closer to Hashem knowing what he thinks is moral and ethical and is the right thing. And so, yes, I'm going through something in my head. I said over a Chakira and a Reb Chaim and a Reb Shimon and a, and a, and a Ktos and a Nesivas. But where does all of that yield uh, a result? In the heart. I'm on fire. I'm passionate. I feel connected to the Borei Olam. I feel his presence in my life. It's all the Avdo B'chol while you're learning, you're supposed to feel how is this learning leaving a connection? So that's why, true, where is the experience of Torah? It's in the head. But our vision, our hope, our longing for the result of Torah is where? In our heart, in our heart. How many people do we know who learn Torah, spend significant time learning Torah, and it doesn't filter down to the heart? You know, it's been said that the farthest distance between any two objects in the world is the distance between the head and the heart. How many smokers, you could sit down with them, and you can learn up the sugya of smoking and lung cancer, 
And they say, that's nice, while they're going through two packs while you did the sugya together. So you can intellectually know something, you can intellectually experience something, but it doesn't filter down, gravity doesn't bring it all the way down to the heart. And when it doesn't bring down to the heart, it doesn't bring it back down into the reality and shaping who you are. We know people who know a lot of Torah, and they talk to their davening, speak Lashon Hara, they're unkind, they're, they're dishonest. That Torah is supposed to cultivate and refine us into Torah personalities. And to be a Torah personality is not in the head, you need the knowledge to be the Torah personality, but the Torah personality and to feel close the dveikas with Hashem is in the heart. I think this is a major, major, major problem in our educational system. I'm not knocking our schools. I mean globally, our educational system, including mine. And maybe once upon a time it worked. But we teach a lot of information. We teach information, information, information. <coughs> memorize the Lama Tess Malachos. Memorize the translation of Tefillah, the words. Memorize the Navi characters and places and dates. Memorize the Chumash story. What about the Lave? So they can spit it back on the test. They can give you back all the information that they've downloaded, uh, literally or figuratively, for, that we've been transmitting. But the whole goal and purpose of the information is that you walk out of every Navi class, every Chumash class, which are easier, but even every Gemara class, and you say, wow, how am I different from the experience of learning that Gemara? How does it give me access to Hashem's vision for His world? How does it make me feel more connected with Him about what is, what is ethical, what's moral? How does that make me feel more connected with myself, who I am and who I want to be, how I think and how I approach the world? We're missing that component, but that's the take-home, that's the, that's the, the essence, that's everything. The information's all there to craft the personality, to result in the feeling of the connection, to see the world through Hashem's eyes, to feel we're on a mission. So our kids walk around with enormous information, and then they go off the derech when they graduate high school, or then they go to college and they struggle to be religious, or then they go, because it didn't translate. They got all the information, they could have gotten straight A's, GPA 4.0, all the information they could spit back, but the part about the gishmak to be a yid, the part about where do I feel Hashem in my life and why am I learning all this and it's changing my personality, unfortunately I think we don't necessarily spend enough time on it. In the same is true with davening. You can go to davening and put a check next to the words. You know, we all know that person who who's screams Yala V'yavah on Rosh Chodesh to remind everyone to say it, you're up to Hashem's Fasai Tiftach, Yala V'yavo! Like, they, they, somehow they got through the Shemona Esrei while you haven't taken your third step forward yet. They're already sitting down, right? You could fly through davening, and in your mind, do you put a check next to, I went to shul, check, put a mitfil on top, check, said the words in the sitter, maybe, maybe not, but check. That's not avoda Shabalev. That's not Navoda. You should be exhausted. It's a running a marathon getting through davening with Kavana. It's believe. Morning and night, night and morning and afternoon, I talk to Hashem. He hears my voice. It's work. And that says the Son of Rebbe, that's what we mean to liken it to the Avod of the Mizbeach. The essence of the, of the Mishkan, it was the one centralized edifice, but through our experience there, we were inspired to turn our own selves, our hearts, into a Mikdash. This was the goal. 
You went to the Mesa Mikdash, you felt Hashem's presence. You had an audience, a rendezvous with greatness, with the Creator, with the Borei Olam. And when you made a mistake, when you felt deficient, when you felt inadequate, you went there to repair the relationship, to achieve kapara. There was a mindfulness, a consciousness of Hashem in your life. You felt His presence. I blew it today, I messed up. I got to make it there for the Tamid Shalab Ben Arbayim. At night I messed up, I looked at, thought about, did things I shouldn't have done. Better be there for the Tamid Shaboker in order to be able to atone. So you just, you, you interpreted everything in your life through the prism of what were Hashem's expectations of me and how do I repair this relationship now. So Torah and Tefillah also, their essence, everything is essence. How I tie, if you're doing the new, uh, my brother-in-law started a new WhatsApp group for now, learning, Mishnah Buriyomi, all in the schos of Baruch Tzvi Benrifti Batya of Brian and all the Chola Yisrael in our community and elsewhere. So we just started, how do you tie your shoes in the morning? Your right foot and your left foot, tie the left and the right. Who cares? The answer is, you wake up from the way you wake up saying Moda'ani, washing Negevas, or how you tie your shoes, to the way you fall asleep, being Mochel others, saying Kriyashma, Hamapil, everything in your day, you're just mindful of Hashem. It's all Hashem. It's all an opportunity to connect to Hashem. It's all to see the hand of Hashem. It's all to accept everything that's happening from Hashem. I was in New York last week, I told you, and I'm on uh, Central Avenue at the uh, cursed sidewalk sale. And uh, that's why JetBlue cost me a lot of money. <laughs> that's why I'm canceling that flight. Yeah, you can't walk on that. The sidewalk sale. Also, you went into Friends, but then... The sidewalk sale. So uh, I get this email at 12 o'clock. My 6.30 flight is canceled. I called, what's going on? The airport made us cancel because of weather. I said, weather, I'm getting a sunburn out here on Central Avenue. I need suntan lotion. What, what's the weather? No, the airport anticipates the lightning storms. So I, I had meetings. I had things I got to get back to. My kids, I had, not in that order, by the way. But I had all these things I had to, I had to get back to. So my first instinct was angst, anxiety about it all, anger, JetBlue, JFK Airport, what's going on. I took a deep breath. I said, I, I teach so much about Muna. It's ridiculous. Okay. The, re- the Rebona Shalom willed us to be on Central Avenue spending enormous amounts of money. No, no, I couldn't. All the, every, every JFK Fort Lauderdale flight, the only flights, but those two were the ones canceled. I was happy to get on the next day. But you know what? Instead of the angst and the anger, I was like, okay, well, how do I use this extra time here? Hashem wants me here. Okay, what, what do I do with it? Everything in life, you can get anxious, you can get angry, and the only one who loses that is you. That doesn't make your flight back on, having those feelings. Or you could say, it's the Rebona Shalom. He willed me here now in this place for this. I've got to figure out what this reason is. And that's true from everything. Reb Melech Biedemann brought down, I saw in yesterday's parsha. he was talking about Einod Milvado and anger. And he says, um, I forgot which great Adam Gadol it was. But he used to say, when, when he couldn't find his shoes in the morning, he'd say, a baskal. I heard a baskal that said that I'm going to struggle to find my shoes. In other words, he didn't just say, I'm so annoyed I can't find my shoes. What did someone do with my shoes? Kosh Baruch Hu willed me that it took me two extra minutes to find my shoes. When he found the shoes, he said, oh, Abbas called one out that it was time to find my shoes. It's, it's a way of living to feel that everything that happens is the will of Hashem. That every organ, every limb, my hands, my feet, everything that's happening at work, at home, it's all a vehicle. It's all v'shachanti b'socham. You could bring the Beis HaMikdash into our lives through the attitude that we bring. So then to, to live life like that, this is the point. To live life like that is an avoda. To be disconnected, to live life unconscious, to live life coasting, 
to live life where you think binging Netflix is the most important thing that on, on your to-do list, that's easy. That's passive. That's passive. That's comatose. But to, to live life with this level of consciousness and mindfulness, with this level of connectivity, with this feeling of the Ribbonu Shalom, that's an avoda. That's the avoda. So on the one hand, it's an exhausting avoda to be present in everything you're doing. To stop yourself, right? The natural inclination is to get angry at JetBlue and JFK and to get anxious and to start, you know, your blood pressure. That's the natural. It's harder to stop and say, No, I'm sticking with Hashem. There's a reason. I may know it, I may not, but there's a reason. Lean into the moment of whatever it is that he's thrown your way. And halavai, that should be the biggest deal in the world, having to fly the next morning. There are much greater challenges that Akash Baruch throws our way. But the relief to anxiety is to feel the presence of Hashem, is to stop before the anxiety kicks in. And paradoxically, the avoda, the effort it takes to be mindful, though it's an avoda, yields more serenity and tranquility. In other words, you feel calmer when you say, okay, this is what it's meant to be, this is where I'm meant to be. That's calmer than the angst and the anxiety of being angry about why am I doing here? Why did they cancel this flight? So, so this is the goal to take it the same belibeinu and love the bechol of avchem and who yiftach libeinu. It's in our heart where it all happens. We're going to read soon that one of the people exempt from war is Rach, the person who's, who's faint of heart, which Chazal tell us hasach bein tefillin tefillin. If you talk between putting on your arm tefillin and your head tefillin, you don't go to war. It's a terrible avera. All them before Shem ask, that's a terrible avera. The guy answered somebody else next to him in between putting on his arm and his head tefillin. That's the worst Aveda, Aveira. That's whom, who doesn't go to war. That's such a bad Aveira. So I think the answer is, symbolically, if you talk between the heart and the head, you separated the heart and the head, you made a half sick, you can't go to war. You can't go to war. Your, your mefake, your officer gives you a command, but that which you have in your head doesn't make it its way down to your heart. You can't go to war. We can't trust you there. It's only the person who's got this flow of information between the head and the heart, that's the Eved Hashem. That's who we want going to war representing us. If you know things intellectually, but you have trouble putting them into practice, no. And if your heart overrides your head, your emotions override your intellect, no, we don't want you going to war for us. We want the person whose head and heart are in sync, whose head's filling and heart's filling. There's no half sync between the two. They're in sync. And that's why it's the heart, the same Libani. You could know it in the head, but it's got to filter down to the heart. What are we up to? Dvekas Bashem requires a Jew to always be near fire. Utmidios Blihafsik and also to always have consistency and constancy. Why are we likening our Torah and Tfilah to Avoda of the Mizbeach? Because the Avoda of the Mizbeach required fire. Just like it had to be on fire, we have to be on fire. You can't walk around cold and callous and disconnected. You gotta be on fire. You gotta have passion. You gotta be excited for life and excited for opportunity and excited for a mission and who we are and who we're yet to become. And to achieve that, you need ish tamid. Tamid means constant, consistent. You can't be a little on, a little off, a little here, a little there. You both, Torah has both these things. And Tamid, 
When you learn Torah, it should be with a sense of Eishas, Lavas. You've got to be on fire. You've got to be excited. Whether it's, whether it's the relatable Torah, so to say, or the, or the theoretical, abstract Torah, whatever, dry, civil tort law. But you've got to be on fire. You've got to be excited to analyze, to investigate, and to see how it connects back to our daily lives. And tefillah as well. Tefillah is called Tamid. It's always Tefillah. Anis Tefillah. David says, Anis Tefillah. See, Anis Tefillah. I am Tefillah. I walk around and I mutter to Hashem about everything. Let this meeting go well. Let this thing. Let my workout be good. Everything. Anis Tefillah. Every. Let, let me get the green light as you're approaching the red. Anis Tefillah. Everything. I am a walking Tefillah, talking to Hashem throughout the day. Chazal Amru. Halavai would be talking to Hashem all day long. Tefillah is about being on fire. If you're coldly, disconnectedly flying through the words and slamming the sitter shut, that wasn't davening you just experienced. You could maybe put a check that your feet were in shul, but your head and your heart were elsewhere. Avoda is walking to shul in July in Boca Raton. Not me, but some of you. Schwitzing up a storm, that's an avoda. Davening? What's the avoda? You're not doing work. And the answer is, yeah, it's work. To connect to it in the most genuine, authentic way, to achieve dvekas through it, that's work. So to, to have authentic Torah is avoda. To have authentic tefillah takes avoda. You need Aish, you need to be on fire, and you need Tamid. You need to be consistent. When you're learning Torah for the right reasons. I saw elsewhere, I forgot which Rebbe. I saw in Hasidus, it says, Torah Hashem Tamima. Torah of Hashem is called Tamima, but Tamim Tia and Hashem why? Torah Hashem Tamima and Tamim Tiyam Hashem Lakecha, you have to remember when you're learning Torah that you're doing it to connect to Hashem. Also, you go to a Dafyomi, and if you're learning, uh, even you're learning about the Avoda, Zvachim, Hashem's name could not get mentioned. Most often doesn't get mentioned for the entire Daf, from the beginning to the end. Hashem's name is not mentioned. We're busy uh, debating the, the minor details. He walked out with the Asher. When did he become time? He walked back in. And what if he's in? And they're out, they're out, and he's in. What's that to do with Hashem? What's that to do with you? We fail to ask the critical question of our learning. At the end of it, how does this connect me to Hashem? His vision for His world, his, the metaphor, the symbolism of what I'm learning. So that part of Torah is avoda. You could be learning Torah and it's totally disconnected from Hashem. So Torah Hashem Tamima, Tamim Tiyam Hashem don't forget to make Torah also connected to Hashem. Don't forget. He said, don't forget. Well, why am I learning Torah if not to connect to Hashem? No, don't forget that the Torah also, your Torah learning also has to make you connected to Hashem. Last paragraph. The whole essence of why we're at Tefillin. Tefillin, we have one opposite the heart. That we direct our head and our heart, our emotions and our intellect. This is the essence, you know, most of us, 
myself included, struggle with coming early. So we're busy throwing our tefillin on, catching up. You just want to get him on as quickly as possible to catch the Kaddish, just miss the Kaddish, not fall too behind the Pesukah Zimra. But to take a moment to be mindful, to be present when you put your tefillin on. The arm tefillin, opposite the heart. You think about my emotions. Are they, are, they, are they disciplined? Are they under control? Are they directed? Are they in sync with what I know? Put on the head. Am I challenging my head? Am I learning? Am I growing? Where's my head these days? And to think about the connection between the two. The experience of putting tefillin on should not be abstract. I don't know what I'm doing. It should leave you feeling incredibly connected to these centers. That you, you subject or you're submissive with or you direct the two central um, strengths of a person. You start your day by already getting your head and your heart in sync. You sync them together. Putting on tefillin is the highest, highest thing you can do. If you're using the tefillin as the vehicle to sink your head and your heart, and therefore you get your days off to the best start. To know what you have to do, and then to, have, to know what you have to do, filter down to your heart that you're ready to do it, to get all that in sync working together, oh, that's the highest high. That's why tefillin are the highest high. Have the greatest day.